Good morning to you. I guess good day to you. Yeah. Good day to you. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you today, Laura? I'm fine. <laughs> You're talking to the crowd that we can't see. <laughs> Why won't anyone talk to me? Why won't the horde respond? This is American Unicorns. Yeah. A podcast about weird things cryptozoology i've had a few people who i've told about the podcast in the past mm-hmm. um what's your podcast about again and obviously they were you never... only talking to canadians <laughs> a a boot a boot um no it's talking to americans or they pose as americans yeah and they asked what's your podcast about and i have told them before what the podcast is about and I tell them cryptozoology and they look at me like I've spoken another language and I know that I've also explained to them on several occasions what cryptozoology is so these are people who are not paying attention to me yeah they have poor uh, retention yeah um, that's fair yeah I mean that's what happens during the aging process <laughs> but that's what we're about we're about yeah. cryptozoology well they're missing out man I've been looking at your shirt. It says Kenowa Hills Golf. Yeah. And I enjoy that a lot. I played golf you for Kenowa like, Hills you High look School. Like, you, look like a, you look like a golfer. Thank you. I You're think. welcome. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was just playing for the long sleeve t-shirt. That's very good. Because yeah. a long sleeve tee is a good um, basic unit in one's closet. Yeah. I enjoy it. I was thinking you looked more like a golfer because of the hat that you're wearing and the plaid pants. <laughs> and the golf club I'm carrying around. Yes. <laughs> I always have my putter with me. Yeah, nine iron. <laughs> That's my favorite. I like, I like a, a good driver. Iron. Oh, dri- I mean, a driver's great. Yeah. Get a lot of aggression out. You can also get a lot of aggression out with an iron. You should see me with a putter. Holy Put the God. shit out of that. I'm going to put your face in the ground. I'm going to put your face. Yeah. I haven't been golfing in forever. Um, a few years ago, Nick came home and was like, I bought a whole pair of golf clubs from someone because I'm going to golf now. Never as never has used them Hasn't since he bought them. them. Yeah, I think he spent like $500. Well, and on your shirt, it's actually an iron. Yeah. Are you surprised that I know what an iron is? I think you're just looking at my boobs. That's true. Except it's below your boob. Is it? It is. <laughs> That's the way I know. Do you? Because I can see your boob and I can see the <laughs> nine iron. I know about golfing and boobs. Yeah. Trust me. Your two favorite things. I took golfing at Florida State. My boobs got in the way, but my Jenkos helped. Yeah. I heard Jenkos are making a comeback. Yeah, I miss Jenkos. Like, I miss them in the, like, clothing. Because you can put a lot in those pockets. Can you? I wouldn't yeah. know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you could fit a lot in the pockets. Mm-hmm. It was handy. I think they're unfortunate, and I want them to stay away. Okay. Well, I hope they make a comeback, <laughs> because pockets are great. 
can never have too much. Pro pocket. pockets. I'm pro pockets. The pockets were freaking huge. Yeah. It would be very conducive for today's life of always having electronics with you. you. Could very easily fit one of those phone this phone in your front pocket. It's too much pocket. I'm not it's comfortable with it. Too yeah. much. Pockets. As a woman, I am used to having oh. no pockets or fake pockets. <laughs> I've adapted. Oh. Like a creature that has adapted. Yeah. Good it's story. <laughs> Great story, bro. <laughs> Excellent observation. Observational humor. That's what we're about. <laughs> a boot. A boot. Sorry, I forgot the Canadians. Yeah. A Canadian fans. A boot. This is a bilingual podcast now. <laughs> We're transcending. Um, I see that you have papers down there. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you what's on them. Oh. Don't look at my papers. Don't look at the wall. <laughs> that outlet is mocking me. Mm-hmm. It's judging you silently. I'm is scared to move. Is there a bunch move. of stuff on the wall over there? Yeah. Great. It looks like something wet. Does it look like a entire cup of beer that's spilled there it goes back further too great great so (laughs) i'm going to leave my mark on the wall here obviously nick yep nick's been at it again so bad it's a good thing he's attractive otherwise he would not get away with this stuff nope he, I don't think he would have made it this that's, far. That's that's amazing. Oh, no, because he came upstairs and just, like, grabbed in the entire roll of paper towel. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, um, the tray wasn't very structurally sound. And when I put my beer on it, it fell. Was that before or after uh, he drank the other beer? <laughs> During. I don't know. So he did a terrible job wiping it up. Well, he, he got it off the floor. He didn't realize he, there was a splatter zone. I think you should take post-it notes and put them on the wall with arrows in a very passive-aggressive way. Yeah. You did this. Or I could just not talk about it and then bring it up in our divorce in 10 years. No, I think you should not talk about <laughs> it, but bring it up in the next fight and be like, oh, yeah, well, let me show you something Yes. I've been sitting on this for a while. You real... don't listen to the podcast anymore, so you have no idea. So that's it's two strikes. <laughs> One beer on the wall. Two. You didn't listen to the podcast, and you give him the middle finger on number two. You never support me. Oh, I have a quick Nick story. Oh yes, please. I got well because of Nick. I got lost in a Target parking lot for a half oh. hour. And how did that happen? How could that happen? Well, I told Nick that I was going to run into Target really quick to get my prescription. And he was like, well, you could just get out here and walk the rest of the way. We were like waiting in a line of cars. So I got super mad and gave him the finger (laughs) as I got out. Is that what reminded you? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And... And I forgot my phone, which was in the cup holder, and grabbed my prescription and went back outside and was like, where's Nick? And it was super busy. It was like a Saturday afternoon and the Target's in like a shopping center. Yeah. So it was also super cold and I had no coat. So I walked around up and down the aisles for about a half hour. 
before I gave up and then sat out front until he texted me and realized my phone was next to him. It took him a half hour. I could have been taken. You could have been taken. Mm-hmm. Because I can guarantee you if somebody had driven up and been like, hey, lady, did your yeah. husband abandon you? You would have been like, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, and I'm cold. Can I sit in your warm car? Yeah. And they would have chopped your arms off. Yeah, note to self, too. Um, when somebody has been through a traumatic situation like that, the first thing you should probably not say to them is, this is half your fault, too. Wow. <laughs> And of course, when you (laughs) told me about this, the first thing I thought of was like, what if he does this with the kid? Yeah. I'm more concerned about him leaving the kid on the car. (laughs) On the car, like a cup of coffee. Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Legit. He parked basically in the next parking lot over. I wasn't supposed to find him. Oh my God. The worst. It's okay, I lived. A lot of I just lessons. have a har- harrowing story, you know? Yeah. I mean, you live to tell. Yeah. Like that Madonna song. Yeah. You know who also lived to tell? Who? Hold on while I find it. <coughs> Henry McDaniel. Henry McDaniel? Yeah. He lived to tell the tale. The tale of what? The tale... Of the Enfield Monster. <gasps> yeah. Transition. Transition <laughs> successful! <laughs> Why do 98%. I... 98%. <laughs> Why does that sound familiar? I don't know. <laughs> Is this the bit we're doing? Uh, no! Oh, okay. That does sound familiar. Is it because you were reading my paper on No! My I'm so scared. Why do okay. I know that? So, um... The Enfield Monster refers to some reports of an unidentified creature that was seen around Enfield, Illinois, in April of 1973. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know why that sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. I'm scared now. Good. You should be. So, would you like, would you like me to take you through? Keep yeah. going. Okay. So, <clears throat> the odd string of events that um, happened in this small town of Illinois, Enfield, um, began on April 25th of 1973. That's the year my parents were married. Yes. And it began when a young boy named Greg Garrett claimed to have been attacked by a bizarre beast while he was playing in his backyard. That's what you did in the 70s. Yes. You did cocaine and you played. So he described being attacked by a creature that he, the that Greg described as having three legs, Yikes. grayish, slimy skin, nope. short claws, and reddish eyes. Yikes. He said that the creature stamped on the boy's feet with its own three clawed feet, tearing his tennis shoes to shreds. Shredding them. Yeah. Greg freaked out. Like you do. Like you do. And ran away and ran back into his parents' house. So Where the, he lived. Where he lived. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> so, um, I touched something. Okay. 
So was it slimy? Yeah, it was. I think it had three legs. Was it Greg? So while this is the first recorded report, um, the report that actually gained the most notoriety and really put this monster on the map was actually by a man named Henry McDonnell and his family, who also had a face-to-face encounter with this strange creature. Dun, dun, dun. At around 9.30 p.m. Oh, I was going to say, was it a.m.? It was p.m. It was was the night time. Yeah, the daytime of the the night. The daytime (laughs) of the night time. Um, so the McDaniels returned home to find their two children, oh, no. Henry Jr. and Lil, I hope that's short for Lily, um, f- like in the house, just terrified. Like I imagine them in a corner holding each other, yeah. shaking. Like Fox Mulder and Samantha Mulder. Yeah. So the children claimed that a thing okay. um, had tried to break into the house through the door and a window that was had like an air conditioning unit mounted on it. Yeah. Um, while their parents were gone. And so they were like telling their parents the story and freaking out when they started, all of them, the whole family started hearing a scratching sound at the front door. Oh, shit. Yeah. So assuming it was some kind of like stray animal or owl or something, Henry McDaniel, um, Casually approached the door. Senior. Henry Senior. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and yanked it open. What? You're not supposed to do yeah. that. Yeah. He was like. He whipped it open. Owl. Yeah. Who? Who? Um, so threw the door open and. Can you please say that he whipped the door open? He whipped the door open. Okay. Now I'm scared. And what he saw there. Oh, no. Was the same creature that Greg had claimed to have seen um three-legged three-legged gray gray, slimy skin red eyes red eyes scary um so he three legs how's that even it just is it was a tripod (laughs) i had a cat and a dog with three legs fun fact and what were their names tripod and trey (laughs) good names for animals with three legs. Yep. Suck it. So Henry, Mr. Sorry, Mr. McDaniel. Mr. McDaniel. We're not on a first name basis. No. no. Um, backed away, slamming the door, and ran to retrieve a flashlight and his twenty-two pistol. Oh, that ain't gonna do nothing. It's in Illinois. Oh, right. So they don't have shotguns yeah. there. So, um, <laughs> city folk. So after grabbing the flashlight and his gun, Henry returned to the door and um, opened the door again. And he, the creature was still there. What? It was like, I would like, I I would have you. I ain't going nowhere. You leave. I would like to tell you about our Lord Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Have you been saved? I say again, sir. Or, or based upon our neighborhood, it's like, hello, do you have pests? <laughs> Would you like <laughs> me to come spray your yard? No. Do you need me to no. control your pests? Um. So, he- Mr. McDaniel, describe. Thank you. Yeah. I, I feel like I can't call him Henry. It's two. Well, there's two Henrys. That's yeah. why it's confusing. 
So, Mr. McDaniel described to the police the creature as such. Wait, what happened? You skipped, like, what? No, it... This is the description he's giving to the police oh, when he was like retelling bullshit. it. Then he opened the door. It was still there. So he called the police. And this is what he told No, the this is what he told the police he saw oh. when he opened the door. Oh, 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 Quote, it had three legs on it, a short body, two little short arms coming out of its breast area, and two pink eyes as big as flashlights. Yikes. It stood four and a half feet tall and was grayish colored. It was trying to get into the house. <laughs> Could this? Anything that has gray skin, I immediately assume is an alien. Yeah. God damn it. Um, he also later added that it was almost like a human body. Oh, jeezy, crazy. It's a gray, because they also have giant eyeballs. So Mr. McDaniel, as you do, began shooting at it immediately. (laughs) With a twenty-two. With a twenty-two pistol. Ping, ping, ping. He hit it immediately, but instead of falling to the ground, the thing hissed at him like a cat. (laughs) That was good. Thank you. Um... And he said, you know, uh, Mr. McDaniel asserted that he hit it. He knows he hit it. Um, And then he claims that the creature tore off into the night, um, covering about 50 feet in the series of just three leaps. I mean, what do you do when you have three legs? Yeah. And then disappeared into the brush along the Ellen N. Railroad embankment in front of his house. I mean, in all fairness, you're not going to kill something with a 22 in mm-hmm. one shot. No. Not going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Unless you shoot somebody with a magic JFK bullet mm-hmm. where it goes in their eyeball and then, <laughs> like, make, hit, like, just bounces up. around <laughs> inside your brain. Yeah. Not going to happen. So, Mr. McDaniel then called the local authorities. Yeah, good. Yeah. And when the Illinois State Troopers arrived, the only evidence of the encounter that they could find were a series of scratches on the siding of their of the McDaniel's home. Gross. And dog-like prints in the yard. Oh. However, these prints um, had six toe pads. Oh. What? And they seem to represent a three-footed animal with one track being slightly smaller than the others. That's so weird. Yeah. Maybe one of them wasn't a foot. Maybe it was his reproductive organs. (laughs) And he was using it to leap. Yeah. (laughs) If it's big enough, then... It's dirty and gross. Maybe maybe it was his tail. Yeah. So, um, the police did say that... Maybe it was a cane. Like a pimp. <laughs> a Excuse p- me, sir. Are you alone this evening? <laughs> I mean, it could be. I mean, I don't yeah. know. It could be a lot of things. Um, so the police reported that they um, that Mr. McDaniel appeared to be rational and sober. 
<laughs> well, here's reporting the incident. Although his um, underpants were filled with chocolate pudding. And in a later press interview, McDaniel said that, quote, if they do find it, they will find more than one and they won't be from this planet. I can tell you that. Ew. I hate aliens so much. So. Because they're real. <laughs> it's true. They have three legs. <sighs> so, unfortunately... The McDaniels, um, this was not the only incident. Oh, no. They thought it was over. They Just were, when they thought yeah, it was safe to go back into the house. To walk along the railroad tracks by their house. So, um, on the evening of May 6th. Wait, Ms. so how? what was the first one? Um, Rewind. April. April. So, March, April, April May. May. One month later. Well, I think it was... Same year? April 25th. So it was less than a month later. Okay. A couple weeks later. Um, He was startled awake by the howling of neighborhood dogs. And he got out of bed, picked up his gun again, and opened his front door. This guy needs to stop opening his door. Quit whipping doors (laughs) open. Um, Especially if you had already had that incident happen before. Get a peephole, dude. <laughs> or like, yeah, I guess it was. I was like security cameras, but I think it was the seventies. <laughs> yeah, boom, boom, boom. Get like a periscope, like submarines. I mean, something. So help him. So this time, when he went to open the door, he saw the thing at some distance walking casually. <laughs> Down the railroad tracks near his home. See, casually with a cane. Yeah. And a hat. Trying to get hose. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to hook up them hose. Yeah. So he says, quote, I saw something moving on the railroad track and there it stood. I didn't shoot at it or anything. It started on down the railroad track. It wasn't in a hurry or anything. Like easing on down the road. Ease on down. Ease on down. Trail track. Train tracks. (laughs) Ease on down. Ease on down the train tracks. I think he might be onto something. Don't you carry something that might be a load. (laughs) I mean, how far away was he? I mean, it said that they were the like tracks ran by his house. I hate aliens so much. Well, this alien is apparently a hobo looking yeah. for a train to ride. And I thought he was a pimp. He could be both. <laughs> How can he be both a pimp and a hobo? I don't know. But he, did he? Maybe instead of him being a pimp, he was a hobo because it was near the train tracks. And that third thing wasn't a leg. It was one. Of, it was like a stick with a bandana <laughs> with all of his belongings on it. Yeah. Like a can of beans. I tried to run away once, and I took a stick, and I wrapped up my teddy bear, um, and I think like sandwich, my sandwich <laughs> in my blanket, and then I was like, I'm leaving, and my mom was like, make sure you're home by dinner, and I was like, I'm running away, don't you understand, woman? <laughs> I don't remember what happened, but I didn't run away. Yeah. I once got in trouble because I, like was mad about something and instead of running away I took my pillow and blanket outside and laid in the driveway <laughs> <laughs> I shall lay here until my demands are met <laughs> and my 
mom was like, you're going to get run over by a car. <laughs> and I was like, don't care. I'm willing to take that risk. <laughs> and look at you. Yeah. Look at you now. You've survived. <laughs> I just have that flat part of my face. But... You got, oh, is that where the, is yeah. that where the tire tracks yeah. came from? <laughs> Wonderful. My most distinguishing feature. Someone was like, oh, this isn't the right place. Oh, no. <laughs> I've run over a small There's child a small sleeping. Child sleeping with a pillow yeah. on the driveway. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that if I was going to do it, I was going to protest. I was going to protest in comfort. Yeah, and in your pillow. driveway. I don't know how much comfort you would have been laying down on the driveway, but. At least I had a pillow and a blanket. Yeah, it's true. You're like, this is all I need. Yeah. And the stars. <laughs> Stars above, Michigan sky, no aliens there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. mm. So, um, back to Mr. McDaniel. Mr. McDaniel. Um, so it wasn't soon. Bleh, bleh, can't talk. It wasn't long after this. Meanwhile, encounter <laughs> that the um media started getting um hearing about these reports and they freaked out as they do freak out it was the media 70s. freak out media freak out so um the uh white county sheriff roy posher jr was so frustrated by all of the press and like monster hunters that came that he threatened to incarcerate Mr. McDaniel if he didn't stop inciting panic by spreading his wildly terrifying tale. Oh my god. So, as a result of this, amateur monster hunters began patrolling the areas near the L&N railroad track. Which, like, maybe you shouldn't be patrolling railroads at night. I mean, you're just just looking for trains and trouble. So... It was on one such expedition that five young men had a run-in with the creature, identical to the one that um, Greg and Mr. McDaniel had encountered. Um, they had an addition, though, and described the thing as being hairy. Huh. So Maybe they got a closer look. Mm-hmm. The men described the beast, um, or coming upon the beast, as it was hiding in the underbrush, and they proceeded to open fire on it. With with Guns. their weapons. Because if we're going to find it, we may as yep. well just shoot yep. it. So Good. their bullets were, were unable to cause any injuries. And the monster bolted off um, at a speed that the eyewitnesses described as being greatly in excess of anything a human could achieve. So, like, very fast. <laughs> More than 15 miles an hour. Um, and then the um, final person to witness this creature mm-hmm. was named, has the best name ever, Rick Rainbow. <sighs> yeah, that's an amazing name. And he was the director of the radio station WWKI in Kokomo, Indiana. Down in Kokomo. <laughs> Wrong Kokomo. Oh. Um, so him and three other individuals claim to have seen a gray, stooping, five-foot-tall entity lurking outside an abandoned house not far from Garrett and McDaniel's homes Huh. while they were hunting. 
So, um, they, uh, so one thing that they were able to do that no one else could, um, was they were able to tape record the monster's disturbing scream. Oh, no. And will you be playing that? I will not because I was not able to find it. Damn it. But. How about if I pretend to make the scream? Okay. <laughs> I'm disturbed. Was that disturbing? Yeah. It how was about a th- scream how about this? from a disturbed individual. <laughs> <laughs> that felt pretty good, actually. Do you feel like you have three legs and yeah, you've just been was, shot at by a bunch of idiots? I was, yes, I was pretending that I had a third leg and that I draw the veil. Was I, I drew the veil and that I had red glowing. It's good. Thanks. It's good stuff. It feels good to make that noise. Now you try it. What if we do this and then one shows up? Oh God. I heard you rain. <laughs> Hello. Hello. You're looking for some sex work? <laughs> Not today. Not today, friend. So, um, it was at this point that noted cryptozoologist Lauren Coleman Ooh! arrived at the scene. And he um, investigated the eyewitnesses' claims as well as the sound recording. Nice. Um, Coleman also stated that he heard the haunting cry of the creature while searching an area where eyewitnesses claimed to have seen it. (laughs) It was just like that. (laughs) That's awesome. He showed up. He's like, what's up? I just legitimized your ass. I'm here. I'm here. Um, and he said, quote, I traveled to Enfield, interviewed the witnesses, looked at the siding of the house that Enfield monster had damaged, heard some strange screeching banshee-like sounds, and walked away bewildered. Oh, my God. Like, I feel like people will walk away from this podcast after hearing your scream. <laughs> totally fair. If I could describe myself in one word, bewildered. Bewildered. Um, and... So they um, also discussed it with um, John Keel, uh, you know, the author of the Mothman Prophecy. Yes. So, um, and uh, Coleman went on to say, quote, this reminds me of my exchange with Keel in 1973 when we were discussing the news reports out of Illinois from Enfield. And um, April 25th, 1973, Mr. and Mrs. Henry McDaniel returned to their home, and Henry had an encounter with a thing that looked like it had three legs, two pink eyes, as big as flashlights, and short arms on a four and a half feet tall and grayish colored body along the L and N railroad tracks in front of his house. Um, years later, Coleman would contrast the Enfield investigation with another um uh, investigation he did uh, of the Dover demon. Hmm. So um, he said, quote, the Enfield horror was my case investigation. It was much different than the Dover demon, however, and was more like a combo phantom kangaroo, devil monkey, and swamp ape, swamp ape switch situation. <laughs> Which is like my favorite quote ever. Wow. <laughs> it's a whole a lot going on. 
Yeah, that's what I've heard. The Enfield horror. Mm-hmm. I've heard that term before. Have you? I have. I don't know why. <laughs> so um, other investigators have um, suggested that the monster is associated with um, a spike in UFO sightings. God damn it. That allegedly plagued the region. Um, and other, But other people have said that they think it's more supernatural in nature as um, it's seems consistent with um, a kind of like a demon attack. So like aggressive towards humans and try to break into homes and that stuff. Um, other people have thought that um, they think it might have been a kangaroo that had escaped from a nearby zoo. Oh, three um, legs. Yeah, so the tails of kangaroos look like a third leg. Yeah. Yes, they use them for balance when they're punching people in the face. Yeah. And kicking them in the balls. <laughs> so, um, but Mr. McDaniel is adamant that the creature was, quote, no kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Can, can, I don't think you're going to be like... I mean, if you saw a kangaroo on your doorstep, you'd be like, holy crap, there's a f- kangaroo on the doorstep. I mean, right? I mean, you're not going to confuse a kangaroo with the quote-unquote Enfield horror. Yeah. The other... and under the, Another interesting tidbit is that um, Mr. McDaniel owns such a creature... As a kangaroo. He had a kangaroo as a pet while on military service in Australia. <laughs> and he said that kangaroos have narrow faces and tracks that leave claw marks. So. Yeah, that guy knows a king. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyone who's ever seen a cartoon or whatevs, like, you know what a kangaroo looks like. And this guy, like, doubly so. Yeah. Um, there was a report, though, that um, following the media coverage, an Ohio man contacted a local newspaper stating that the creature may have been his pet kangaroo, Macy, which had been lost or stolen a year previously. It wasn't Macy. Rogue kangaroo. Again, that guy would know a kangaroo if a kangaroo was like, excuse me, mate. No, I'd be like, good day, mate. Good day, mate. Would you like to learn learn about our Lord Jesus? <laughs> I've got the Bible in my pooch. Yeah. I don't can't do an Australian accent. Um so there has been some studies going on. Um there was a study in nineteen seventy eight by researchers at Western Illinois University. Um and basically they were kind of trying to figure out that um if like this was a um, like situation where local gossip and local news stories like turned into an epidemic and fueled all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the study found that um, it is not unreasonable to assume that they all these people had actually seen an animal. Um, their accounts admitted the possibility that they had seen a large dog, a, a calf, bear, deer, or wild cats. Um, and some frames suggest that an exotic pet such as an ape or a kangaroo was the catalyst for the monster reports. Um, 
And they also, another possibility is, you know, as we are all know, that um, it could be an overactive imagination. Oh, my God. Um, what, so, you know, whatever this is or isn't, um, the creature has not been reported in almost 40 years. Hmm. So it's never been seen again. Not in this area, but maybe yeah. in Dover. And, um, but it does not mean that it is not lurking on some railroad tracks or going to knock on your door in the middle of the night. So I have a package for you. Excuse me. He's now a UPS driver. <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. I have a package for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that is the Enfield Monster, also known as the Enfield Horror. That's amazing. And don't open your doors at night. No. That's why you should have a peephole. So you can peep. I noticed that you don't have a peephole. No, I I just go into my witch room and look through the windows. Yeah. Because I was going to put my finger over your peephole. <laughs> Be like, you don't know who it is. Yeah, if I was tall, I could look out the windows in the top of the door can nick see through those yeah well you would send him there anyway if there's a weird noise you're like hey oh no mm. i'm more the grab the gun and <laughs> open yeah. the door and you don't have a 22 don't i you don't know well, I but i was upstairs. gonna you would know better than to bring a 22 to the yeah. door you don't bring a 22 to an enfield monster fight <laughs> <laughs> it's true <laughs> very true <laughs> to a three-legged claw fight pew, pew, pew. yeah wow so yeah there you have it i do have it thank you you're welcome wow do you enjoy having it i do <laughs> cool yeah when mutant kangaroos attack that's not a kangaroo <laughs> it's a goddamn alien so yeah that's all i got well, thank you for sharing, and, and, and thank you, listener, for listening. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. And sorry we messed up the episode last week. Yeah, whoops. It won't happen again. My bad. I'm also a liar. So. Or, or is she? <laughs> so, um, if you enjoy hanging out with us, feel free to hang out on Twitter or Facebook. Um, and let us know what you think about the podcast because we think you're cool. Yeah. And we just want you to think we're cool. Yeah. It's a dream. Yep. And in the meantime, keep it weird.